And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Hello and welcome to the Laird and Proud quarterfinal preview podcast. I'll be ranking the top eight teams in junior and senior football. Thanks very much for joining me. Let's get cracking and let's disagree and agree. Okay, so I'm going to rank the eight teams in junior football first. In no particular order and in no biased preference, I am going to ranked them all out. I have the eight teams here in front of me on a sheet. I went through them all. I've looked at the forward department, the defensive department, and seen what way the route to the final is and who who is going to be ranked in the top um, top seeds and the bottom. I have a four. I have a final. I have a final four from the very very beginning. Can anyone break into that? We don't know. I'm not so sure. But I am going to go ahead now and rank them all. This is not a prediction podcast. This is not well. The predict there will be predictions at the end, but this is a podcast ranking the 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 quality of the top eight teams left in the competition. And don't worry, I will be doing the intermediate championship. That'll be coming next weekend of something special. That'll be released Monday night as well. So, um, number eight, the eight ranked team in junior football. That's left. Regardless of um, the draw the team has or who they have in the quarter final, the the lowest ranked team I have down here in, in eighth position is the Bannon. I suppose that kind of makes a wee bit of sense in that they haven't won a game all year in the league and they've won only one championship game against Hull and Gales, which got them to this knockout stage. Hasn't been going well for Tom Rooney out there. Um, a lot of injuries. Um, and they face, I know they face Glyde, but that, that's regardless, that's not in the prediction, just the ranking of the teams. They're considerably weak, Stepan, uh, and it looks, yeah, they're, they're definitely ranked number eight in in my Loud and Proud rankings. Number seven is the Shans. David, they haven't had a bad season, but um, the reliance on the Osbournes and what have you, and Kevin McMahon, they're all still there, not that many young players coming through the, the, the set up the silver line and the old guard like Sean McMahon as well and they're just they're uh, they just didn't get enough from the, the players that they've got in um, so they're still they're still they're kind of cut adrift they're kind of alongside Spanner down the ball and number seven ranked up number seven they face um, the Malachis this weekend as well <coughs> and I have the Malachis sixth 
uh, when you look at the teams ahead of them further on they're sixth for a reason they, they haven't had a bad year they've probably had a quite good year um, under, uh, the Lynch, under the Lynchfield maestro and he he's kind of brought a bit of stability to them and the fact that they're playing Roach as well oh sorry they could have been playing Roach as well they've avoided Roach will give them a bit of emphasis as well they they, lo- they will get in, they're going to get into the final four and similar to last year they give the Young Irelanders a rattle in the quarter final so they'll be more than a match for anyone they have uh, scoring power to try and get Pierce Carty back into action as well but they have Podrick Moley they have Jamie Kelly they have Ronan Green uh, a couple of lads like that the, the Bournes is back in, oh sorry the Smiths are back in they've transferred back in so strong strong enough panel I would have if I was Roach I would have nearly you nearly throw that game uh, you throw that game again to Sean's to play them but then a bit of a local rivalry um, and let the Sean's they go on the Westerns but uh, I have the Westerns fifth on my list despite the magnificent performance of Tommy Dornan He's just exceptional. If like I would, I would recommend anyone go and catch Tommy playing for the Westerns. It's it's a it's really entertaining. It's well worth. It's a savage sight just to see a, a county player dragging his club over the line and playing such good football. Like he's he's been double marked around the middle of the field. He's uh, been kicked and thumped off the ball, but he still composed himself. He still kicks his frees, gets them going, keeps the scoreboard ticking over. And on top of that, he always times his run well. Like he's the most watched man in the field. Yeah, he still goes in for a goal at the back post, or he still bursts through for it to bury a winner or kick points from long range as well. So he has it all. It's really, really he's well worth seeing. Probably the, he really like you take Tommy out. I know it's easy to say you take Tommy out of that team. There would be probably seventh or eighth in the rankings, and maybe they mightn't even make the knockout stages. Probably being a little bit harsh on the the support staff around Tommy the likes of his brother Anthony Kieran Squiffer's been playing quite well Kerr got the goal the last day a couple of strong defenders there now in defence uh, but he, he, <coughs> Tommy just drags them over the line like the, the likes of the Mitchells the Mitchells were probably better all around but the efficiency and the scoring volume of Tommy alone just drives them up there but he's still their fifth they're probably they're just outside that um that top four in terms of quality in the junior championship. Head them just ahead of them is Napiercy. Now I know they suffered a setback. They lost to to Roach in the group, uh, but they're still there, and they have the quality to go all the way. They have serious forwards there: David Boyle, Robbie Murphy's a good chap as well. Um, um, the main man as well that I've tipped probably the best, Mark Larkin. They've strong enough midfield as well, shields and lines in the two woods are there thereabouts as well. Adam Malai's good young goalkeeper as well. So they're solid. They uh they have the potential. They played intermediate football most recently out of all those teams. They uh they probably well they did struggle in the league, but in terms of they played championship and come down, usually a lad a team that comes down comes straight back up and has that quality behind them. They uh John Garvey's over them. He's he's doing a, a good enough job. They'll they'll feel they'll have revenge in sights with Roach. Uh, but in terms of quality, they're yeah they're definitely the fourth the fourth ranked team. Um, I I just ahead of them. A team that Napiercy play 
next week. Lanier are toward my rankings. Um, top two would be interesting to see who everyone else has. <coughs> but yeah, I have Lanier toward. They are on the edge. They're a little bit more attacking. And they've had a good league campaign. They could push on and take the Plunkets out and go into Division 2 football next year. They have Ute on their side. They have Mark Gilson over them as new manager. They have Pierce Hawkins in the middle of the field. Jason Torres, Kiwi Maher in defence. And then you have the likes of the experience of Gary Monaghan, Paul Callan's been playing quite well. And then the Murphys, <coughs> Alan, Colin, Bob, all have that firepower up front to spread the scores. I'm not too sure that Shane Kennedy is going to be back again this year. But they have enough quality there and they have enough of a system and they have enough of, like I suppose, reps at this level in, in this latter round. Um, I think they had the experience. It wouldn't surprise me if they cracked into the final, depending on the draw. Um, but then I'm saying that the Pearcey could take them out either. But that'll be a prediction that, that that game's not until the following weekend. So down to the top two, and a slight toss-up between the two, but I think in terms of quality and in terms of just all-round, um, all-roundness, <laughs> if that is a word or what have you, I would go, I would tip Glyde. I think Glyde have the greater fire, firepower, I think the likes of, like the likes of Trevor Bryan, it's very hard to mark Garrett Moran, Connor Sheridan pulling the strings. Martin McCardle has come in there and it looked quite good. Two Sheridans in the middle of the field provide the platform. Quite strong in the full back line as well. Jared Farrell and Connor McCullough have looked to made him defensively uh, strong in the full back line. Um, <coughs> Fair Sheridan is there as well. Mark O'Brien also. <coughs> like they, they have quality there. They pace. Brian Duffy as well, I didn't mention him. The venue will probably be back come at this stage as well. It looks like they have the all-round sort of uh, quality there that will push them there. They've, they've, they've proved to get the finals. They've got there before. They've, they've, I know they've lost, but they, they'll get back there. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll, have a, they'll fancy their chances. It, it will be them or Roach. Roach will be very, very solid in the league. Uh, took care of business got to play a young team as well in the last round got to test out the players got to boost up the fitness got to look ahead uh, but they look to have a lack of pace in their side uh, and over lines maybe on Barry O'Hare could come to, like it's very hard to know when you're like when you're playing at the likes of that do you just stop Barry O'Hare but then it's very hard to stop him as well they have the likes of uh, David Quigley who's strong at the back as well the Carty brothers David O'Connell and Daniel O'Connell should be back I think Harry's back in as well having not been featuring at all this season for Paddy McGuinness he's a shrewd operator good manager has Roach in the right in the right uh, frame of mind to do it but I think number one team in the junior championship for me is the Glide Rangers agree or disagree let me know I'm going to move on to the senior football teams next ranking them from number 8 to number 1 alright then senior teams 8 of them left standing the final 8 um, and it's a fair bunch of teams left in fairness a lot of quality there a lot of 
good forward play. Lot very, very, very packed and stacked teams with forwards, good forwards, getting them, uh, getting them to this this level and this far in the championship. But the eight teams, right? Oh, where to start? Number eight, ranking them. Number eight, like. Yeah, no, I'll get to, I'll get the matchups at the end, but it's very similar um, to say a top eight in a in an NFL or an NBA kind of ranking system. Like everyone kind of knows, has a rough idea of the top two teams. There possibly is a chance of a team sneaking into the top two here, uh, but, but the top spot you can there'll be no shocks. The Blues are are in top spots here. Uh, but down at the other end, the eighth best team in terms of quality and uh, power going forward uh, for me. Oh, let me see. Let me see. This is tough. Probably go with. Uh, I have them all listed down the paper. I don't know why I'm holding back. It's just probably just saying it. Like there's a much of a muchness between the top four and uh, the bottom four. The bottom four I have here. There's one team that topped the group, and there's one team that didn't top the group in the top four in the ranking system that I have here in front of me. I'm going to go number eight in terms of quality all round. Um, the eight rank probably shows the strength of the championship maybe this year as well. I would go with the Pats. I would have them down in A position. They did well, like they they got over the line again the Mahonies. Um they, it was more in in my opinion the 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 dreadnoughts kinda the dreadnoughts being the dreadnoughts in the group stages it made it so close. But uh, I don't know, I don't know. They're they're reliant on Daniel Connor up front. They pushed Paddy Keane into the forward line. Um very hard to know like they've strong, they're strong at the back but I just feel they can be got at I feel that well the, the Blues the next day as well um, so that that's probably it looks like it'll be first team versus the eighth ranked team um, I just feel they uh, they've done well to get out of the group and they'll be happy enough then at this stage to, to go out in the quarterfinals Making a case for him, I suppose you could say Carl Grogan is, is Sean again. There's questions marks about his temperament. And I like to look at Jack Murphy as well, good young player. But it'll come down to Danny O'Connor up front as well. They'll still have Dar- Darren O'Hanlon at the back and Desi and Owen Lafferty. The Martin Breen seem to be regular now in the middle of the field. But uh, I don't think that has the quality to go forward. I think they will give the Blues a good rattle. But... Uh, probably down to more tradition more kind of the way it's gone this past few years the, the Blues will feel that pass it, they don't go away that's the quality they have that's very very solid but can they go all the way and win it no um, definitely not they're probably the least of all the eight teams left to go on and win it they probably can't despite their history and the like, lads have done it um, semi-finalists last year but that'll probably be their yeah, if they get the semi-final, they do very well with the Blues to have next. But this is not in terms of the draw; it's just about quality. And in seventh place, this is a toss-up between two teams. Uh, for me, <coughs> the Mockers and the Geraldines. I would have 
I would have I would probably put the Gerald lines in at seven place purely on the reliance of Jim up front it's going to be very difficult for them um, to to get the spread of scores uh, across the field they have set up very defensively they're very very defensively sound playing d- double sweepers James Craven drops back in Jerry High as well they um, they huffed and puffed again the Joes put a bit of a slug fest again the uh, the Marys in the championship or the Martins in a wet night in Dunlear they packed that powerful punch. They have Dara Hamill there as well as quality up front. But yeah, they're, 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 they're probably a bit light up front. Jim is the main man and Mick Fanning did a good job of making that game. Kind of corbed the attacking threat that Geraldine's had. That kind of, that's, that's worrying for them. Um, Sean McEnany in goals has improved in there. He gets length in the kickouts. The two Corkham brothers are uh, solid as well. But... Yeah, for me, they're, they're seventh in terms of quality um, overall. And just that, that lack of spread up front uh, could cost them. And speaking of uh, spread of forward play, the next team I have here is in sixth place, ranked them sixth, is uh, the relegated Division One team, the Rallies. And you could probably say, what is the Rallies? How could you put the Rallies in there? But you, you you look at the forwards and they probably have like behind the top four they're probably the best forward unit. Uh, well, they do have the best forward unit outside the top four. When you look down at you, you have the likes of Rory Moore, Ben Rogan, Barry Flanagan, like top top, very very like they're unmarkable at times. And then you throw in the likes of uh, Jack Carr, quite good. Olin Walsh has been good. Daniel Morgan as well. He started the last day and played very well. And then they have a couple of midfield options as well. Brian Smith played in the middle of the field. Owen Moore has been absolutely terrific in the middle of the field. And then they welcome Robert Mulroy back into the setup as well. Now, in saying that, they are a little, they're a little bit light at the back. They have... Uh, to have their flaws but in fairness Steve Bourne's been quite solid Chris Smith has come back in and likes of Alan Doyle and James Merlin are solid players um, Stephen Murphy's their man Mark and he's tigerish and he's quite good as well so overall in terms of quality they're, they're, they're definitely six like their forwards are probably up top three uh, it's just getting that balance uh, a couple of more defenders to be there thereabouts and people worry like they think how, how is that why why is why is the O'Reilly's getting relegated? And people say, why did the O'Reilly still stay in the competition? I know that, well, they lost Aaron High earlier on in the year and they have went in inside house, in-house with uh, Keith Hughes and Graham Leach. They know, they, he'll know the players inside out. They'll all know the players inside out and there'll be back, that ownership there for the players. That's always a good thing. Gerard Kelly, former Drawhead United man, he's in doing the fitness work with them. So, looks well and then on top of that they have a top 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 goalie should be nearly still in the loud panel Joe Flanagan he can get them distance get them up the field he can score as well 45s so give out all you want but the rallies are probably ahead of the Geraldines and the Pats in, in terms of quality definitely up front on the day their forward line gives them a chance and that's why they're, that's why they're in the knockout stage that's why they've been regular senior team this past few years and on top of that as well, they love they love the hard ground, they love a summer day, they love summer football. They might like I know they did well to win Division Two League last year. That was purely down to their quality. 
but they don't like playing in the muck and shit in April and March and what have you so that maybe could put a point to the relegation um, and there's a new manager in as well let's not forget about that so yeah I'd have them six and then fifth place I would have last year's intermediate champions the Moctis so you're thinking Jesus so you have the Rally six and the Moctis fifth out of all those teams yeah and when you look at it the Moctis are very 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 well set up they're the, probably the most well structured team most well drilled outfit um, left in it in in that top four probably yeah like it's that top that, that structure that will give them a chance it'll definitely definitely give them a chance against the Martins uh, they, pro- they have lost uh, Stephen McCoo he's a big 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 part of their uh, counter attacking game inside with Decky but it looks like Casey Kieran Bourne will be alongside the brother um, the weekend so that'll be that'll be yeah that'll be a real real help to them different type of player now um, different in terms of pace and, and movement but in terms of ball winning and accuracy and just sheer power inside those two will pack a punch then in the middle of the field Aimee O'Neill has been very solid Darren Mann very solid very very solid midfield out and the half forward line works like dogs like the Daniel Kinlan um, and then centre half back um, Andrew English has been quite solid just holds it there the rest of them get back um, Young Farrell gets forward Jerry Garland as well uh, Connor Garland like they're, they're solid footballers they're good they're good little footballers in terms of IQ and they'll keep the ball and they'll keep the thing ticking over there's serious football ability there and there's a hunger there as well so they're definitely in the fifth um, in my eyes and then the defence in the full back line feeling English we can mark up tight or he can drive forward and start a counter attack himself they had the markers in uh, Young Lennon as well and Connor back and then Probably the goalkeeping issue might be a little bit in terms of letting in maybe soft goal here and there and kickouts might have them a little bit under pressure. But um, it hasn't been a problem so far. <laughs> That'll be a really it'll be a really, really tight test with them and the the jocks. They're one I really, really can't wait to see. So yeah, they're probably the hardest team to beat. Like that, with that structure, brings are very, very hard to beat, and they have that forward power. The decky keeps them ticking over with scores. Uh, so, yeah, Liam Lawler, didn't mention him, corner back as well. Uh, they'll try and get Kieran McMahon back into it as well. Uh, Darren's brother, younger brother, minor last year. So, you have forward, they have forward power, they have well structured defence, they can mix in the middle of the field. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll have the fifth in terms of ranking. So it'll be top four now. And the fourth team here, this is a toss up, but looking at um looking at Clotter's qualities and their experience, I would have them in a third place, just ahead of the Marys. The Marys <coughs> The Marys big like there's a big question mark beside the Marys, but on paper, looking at it from the outside, they have serious, serious potential. Like they have a strong spine down the middle, Roland Carroll and Roland Carroll and I said Roland Carroll, Roland Carroll and Darren Clark down the spine offer some that experience and something to structure the whole thing around. Robbie Levy around the middle of the field, young Jackson as well. They can mix it up 
well, and then I go, sorry, centre back, Carl Faulkner, um, Dole McKenney, a full back, really stepped up. Young player looks very, very solid in defence as well. Bit of an issue over the goalie, but Dwayne, like Dwayne Crosby's played an awful lot of championship games. No problem coming in for Alan McGauley, who's left. But he's back in training. I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit of a mesh up. But the intern Lion Eccles has come in as well. They've they've so many players across like the board. They've quality defenders. I can shut you down. The two Keenans, um, Bam McCoy is is a bit of a rock now in defence for them as well. The Tom Jackson's come in. They can mix it up. Brendan Matches as well didn't play the last day. Lion Eccles comes in up front. You have Paulie Clark, Jamie Rooney, Keen Cummins off the bench. Jonathan Cummins as well. And he's still a Mark Faye's top operator, Conor Gillespie. So the scores all over the place. They've strength around the middle of the field and they've defenders there that can mix it, they can go attacking, they can shut you down. The only thing that might let them down is they're probably a little bit gung ho, a little bit wide open in terms of structures. They don't like to have let two teams get back into it, the likes of the O'Reilly's and the O'Connell's. But that's nearly they, they have that lack of control, but in terms of quality and it's just sheer volume of players they, 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 they have the ability to bring in players if it's not going well they can change it up they can have a couple of start. you wouldn't know what a starting 15 would be that's a good thing and a bad thing but they have enough there to figure it out and then toward on my list yeah it has to be the Dreadnoughts and they probably would be second they probably should be second in terms of quality but there's just that bit of iffiness about the the Dreadnoughts you know they're, they have been damaged and they're probably a little bit light at the back they're making David O'Brien play in full back um, and they have Keen McAvoy out of defence he's in the middle of the field with uh, James Calliff but the quality again is up front you have Liam Shevlin there who's, he's good for a goal in the game and match winning goals usually Pepe's still a class act and then um, Peter Kerwin's solid forward as well and then you have the likes of these young players, Jay Hughes, Nathan Sutherland, Carl Monaghan. Uh, I know they lost Scully and Dara Shevlin. They might be back though. They might come back into the setup now as, as the as the season prolongs. So I'll give them a tilt. They're they're the team outside that could be waiting in the long grass. There's not that much about Clotter this season. They did like, and when you look at the the, the tough victories they they got over, like the storm like the storm and finish over the Pats. In their group game, the Nomahanis as well took care of business. Like I know it was tight, but they got through in the end. Um, I haven't even mentioned the likes of Dermot Campbell and Anthony Williams. So in defence and the half back line, it gives them that powerful platform. They can take the big two out. Um, yeah, I would have, I'd still have them toured though, because just you have that question mark. And in second, it's um, last year's losing finalists, Dave Martin. Who have who have a lot of quality, a lot of real, real quality. Uh, JP starting now this year as well, so that's given them a little bit more oomph up front, and a little bit more. That's probably more help alongside Sam, and it, it's not that sort of big. Oh, JP's coming off the bench, sort of uh, sideshow. He starts, he plays, he plays well, and he's well able to play, and it's bringing him up to speed as well instead of bringing him in off the bench cold he can do it but then they're strong around the middle of the field as well Wayne Campbell Val Leddy Gavin Mooney Clutterbuck can play he's been pushed into a more of a forward role 
teams are probably taking him out when he's playing a half back line in terms of marking him. Conor Morgan sitting in the thing, sitting in the middle of the field as well. He's playing at the back. He's quality footballer as well. And then Owen Callaghan could play that sweeper role if a team sets up that that way again and puts men behind the ball. He can he can punish teams by being the extra man. And then up front as well, you have probably um, Conor Whelan returning after injury so he's a big big help he'll be like a brand new signing Connor Healy's forged his way back into the side as well Brian McQuillan Mouse McQuillan does a job for them as well so to have that mix of um, like work hard workers and scorers you know Stephen Campbell puts in a good shift in the wing every game as well so it's, it's they have the quality they're probably the nearest team to the Blues in terms of psych I think the Blues have Clotter's number Um RD might be a different story if they played the Blues. Um, wouldn't be that much history there. But the Jocks won't fear the Blues if they get that far as well. But they're definitely in second position for me. The way they figured out the, the group games with, with, the jo- with the Joes going defensively against them, the Geraldines as well. It's got over that. They're just getting. They got over the group stage, and that's what. They're, that's what they're for. Getting over and getting through. Craig Lynch as well. Kickouts are a real, real weapon for them. Gets them up the field, and uh, you, can, you can go short and get the possession as well. So yeah, that's everyone's team. There's a lot of neutrals favourites in there. The likes of the Jocks and Clotter, and um, big, big, powerful team in the Marys as well in fourth. The Mockers fifth, the Rally sixth, the Geraldine seventh, and the Pats eighth. In terms of who can go on and win the championship, any one of those top four teams can win. And maybe five if the Mockers go on a pure run, but probably the loss of McCoy will be that downfall. And you never know what way Gearon Bourne um, could could. You know, you never know. He could just turn the championship, <laughs> really and truly. And it looks then it's mad. Then you have the t- number one place eight in my rankings. The Blues play the Pats in the next round. Jocks play number five, the Moctis. Clotter play, third team plays six team, and then the seven team plays the fourth team as well here in this list. So it's very, very tight. That's what makes the, the senior championship really, 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 the quarterfinals really, really intriguing. There's good spread. There's no real one sided games bar Arnie and the Geraldines in terms of who's going to call it. They're, they're all very, very evenly matched sides. Um, and stylistically it looks like it's going to work out well as well the first games around this weekend I'm going to get into uh, well that's it no that's it finished if you disagree or agree or don't agree or send in your top 8 I put it out on Instagram there for people to get back and on Facebook as well a few people have got back a few biased um, opinions as well in there but get in and uh, give me your rank instead of giving out about it thanks a million so here we go As usual here on Loud and Proud, we'd like to finish up with predictions. Um, three doubleheaders on this weekend. One relegation doubleheader in Hagerstown. Then in the clans on Friday night as well is the junior quarterfinals. And then the first of the senior quarterfinals is on on the Saturday. Nothing on this Sunday due to the all Ireland Hurling final. Um, so there's a full blank Sunday there for everyone but there's uh, yeah there's three double headers I'll start with the relegation from senior first they're on in Hagerstown first game quarter past seven the O'Connells play the Joes so that is a local derby and what you'll find is in the other game the Gales versus the Mahonies at half eight in Hagerstown as well is another local derby so really like they're really tense occasions anyway the, the relegation playoffs 
and with the neighbourly kind of edge to it it'll make it even more tense and add to the drama possibly who will win both games it's very hard to know as well with, with, with form, form guides because of the, t- the tension and the closeness of the game you're looking at it and off the head you're going to say the Joes and the O'Mahony's with the, with the championship form they've showed the Joes were put it up to the Gerald lines and the O'Connells got very heavily beaten in their game against the RRD or the Rallies sorry and that, that like they they did put in a really good performance against the Marys but then losing the five players really really it did catch up with them looked to be a little bit out of sorts as well and relying a little bit too much on Niall Conlon up front and went small in the middle of the field but then they won't fear the Joes at all despite not having a great record but uh, the Joes are down players as well. None of the Smiths played in the last league game. None of the, well, Thomas played against um, the Gerald Lions, but they'll be missing. Um, Killian Snowden hasn't come back this year, really. Come on, was taken off. Uh, Quigley didn't play the last league game as well. So, you don't know what sort of a team either side is going to bring. Um, you know they're going to bring the intensity. The Joes will like the O'Connor's rely on probably Craig Doherty to get the job done. He's playing very well, playing really, really good stuff. Neck on the line, I'd say the Joes will just do it. I think they, they have a little bit more edge, um, the, the more cohesion, the more kind of structure, they're, they're tougher to break down. Alan Lynch playing sweeper, uh, good, strong enough full back line. David Cairn stood up. Gabriel Bell is a, a player improving. Probably a bit of size around the middle of the field as well with Mulligan out in the middle now, Baron Mulligan. And uh, you're looking at the small midfield combination of Jackie Agnew and Conor McGill. Will they do that again? Possibly not. They might bring, they bring they brought Sean Cairns in the middle of the field the last day. So they may go slightly bigger there, but uh, they're probably just... Going to suffer with the, playing the whole league campaign with um, Keane Doyle and Robert Quigley and having that reliance there. And then when you take that away, like I think they got eight points out of the two eleven against uh, the Finbar in the last uh, league game, where they just edged the Finbars. <coughs> so like, it's very hard for the O'Connells. You know, they nearly probably should have played without those lads just to give them a bit more, bit, bit more game time without. Without those lads ahead of this relegation qualifier, just didn't get used to it. And lads can forge the score, but then they still have snitching goals. Snitching come up and kick freeze off the ground. You get them going around the middle of the field as well. Salem Rafai's top player as well. He can move around, so it's going to go either way. And I just feel that Joe's have a little bit more about them uh, to shut them down defensively and then get the scores from Quigley. He more than likely play Quigley Doherty should do the job. Um, so I'm going to edge that first first game to the Joes. Second game is is uh, the Dock Derby. Um, this is this is a senior semi final not too long ago. Uh, the Gales the Gales got the no the Mahoney's got the better of them on the way on the way to victory. Um, I still remember that game there in Hackerstown, really good game. The Gales had great chances to to win. But the Mahoney's, I think it was another uh, Crawley special. But Crawley won't be playing. Uh, John O'Brien more than likely won't be playing. And uh, it's 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 going to be whoa, terribly, ter- terribly, terribly tight. Uh, the Mahoney's are short lads. The Gales have not really got a consistent team. They've they've kind of 
they've got uh, gone away from the system that, that has been successful for them. It might not have been pleasing on the eye, but it's been successful. They got their senior semi senior semi finals and um, senior final loss against the Blues. But they've gone away from that. It just looks like there's a bit of a transition there, and there's a bit of lack of balance in terms of going too too went too forward again the Moctis. Then they played the Blues in the next round as well, and they're a little bit porous as well at the back. So. Finding that balance has been tough for them. Then your transition of players as well. A lot of young players coming in as well. And then you have players played in different positions. Um, moving from, say, with regular half-backs in the half-forward line. You have uh, full forwards with moved out to half-back. But they still have Aina McCardle and Jared McSorley up front. Those two are going to pose an awful threat to the Mahoney's inside line. But the Mahoney's are very much structured, very defensive, well well set up, despite the loss of those players. But they, they, they're like the Mahoney's are just very, very hard bet. You have uh, you like Stephen Fisher's back in, Conor Fagan's back for fitness, so they'll get down with the scores. And then they have their two live wires up front as well. Similar build, similar kind of size and similar style to Aina and McSorley in Ben uh, McLaughlin and Stephen Kilcoyne. So... It'll be the battle of those two up front. Gales are very powerful down the middle. Uh, Sean McCann can't get into the squad or can't get into the team. He comes off on the bench. That's very surprising. I don't understand it. One of the top men. Um, the Murrays have come back and done quite well from there. I think they were in Spain. And then James Stewart played the last league game against Kilcarley. So that's a big boost to have on. Will he, will he throw him in? Probably foolish not to in, in in a relegation playoff just not to just throw the the likes of James Stewart in. And that's if he's still there, if he's not gone back again. So yeah, I'm just gonna give a slight nudge to the Mahonies. So the Mahonies and Joes, the green and gold in those two relegation playoffs and then you're looking like a Gales O'Connell's relegation final. Moving on to the clans that same evening on the Friday, Glide take on Stabannon. Um, Glide have gone really well as the top A have, I've indicated but as the Bannon haven't been going all too well at all so a quick one here it'll be Glide and Glide should should put a big score on the Bannon and then you have uh, the Malachies will now face the Shawns having been beaten by the Roach the other night this is all this is all set up for the Malachies to get into the semi-final of the championship really and truly with the Shawns playing during the week got a heavy beating as well so the confidence level is going to be low Malachy's would have had good solid preparation when this date was coming would have got the fitness up and then further than that they would have been able to look at uh, look at the Sean's the other night and see what way they set up and play so it's all looking like a Malachy's victory there There, that's on at half eight in the clans and then last by no means least just, uh, Saturday double header in Dunlair it's usually a Sunday It'll probably feel like a Sunday. It'll be half five. The first game is the Jockey against the Mox. So this is uh, this is going to be a lot tighter than people expect. Really, really tight game, I reckon. The styles really match up very well. The Jocks are full of flair and full of attack and ambition. And then you have the Moctas who... Uh, who are well-structured, well-set up, not easy to break down and very good in the counter-attack. Now, their, their, their chances might have suffered. I might have spoke about that already. But that's going to be a really, really good game. And, it, like, if if an upset is going to come, it's going, like, 
the next game at the 7 o'clock game already in the chair that could go either way there's not really an upset there to them top four teams the Pats and uh, the Pats and the Blues well that would be a massive upset but I can't see that happening and then the other one the Rallies and the Dreadnoughts would be a bit of an upset but for the Moctis <coughs> Intermediate Champions to, to beat last year's losing finalists and everyone's probably second team behind the Blues that would be really that would be a massive shock it really could happen but I don't think it will I think the Jocks will have enough I think they're, they're patient enough and they're, they're enough quality there to figure it out and then the second one Arlene and the Geraldines I uh, think I don't you know what I'm thinking after the, my um, top 8 predictions but uh, yeah I think Arlene should get the job done in Dunlear at 7 o'clock and they'll move on to uh, yeah to semi-final so there'll be two Blues teams you could have uh, yeah t- yeah the two Blues t- two Blue uh, Blue and Whites making hay on Saturday night in Dunlear I'll have um, live reports on the whistle after the two games in, in the clans on Friday night and then join me for On The Whistle reports in, in Dunlear on Saturday night as well thanks very much for listening thanks for all the follows on Instagram as well Instagram Loud Proud um, got great feedback there during the week as well um, as usual follow me on Facebook and Twitter as well thanks very much for getting in touch if you have your predictions get them in and make your predictions on Instagram as well on the polls so uh, that's all that's all for me Um I hope you like the top eight um, format. I'll be back on Sunday night, Monday, with a roundup of the weekend and then more previews of the uh, more previews. Oh, sorry, more predictions of the following weekend fixtures, the remaining uh, junior quarterfinals and inter- and senior quarterfinals, and all the intermediate. We're doing something special for the intermediate championship preview as well. So that's all next weekend. We'll have someone in, or maybe a couple of lads in, to talk about that. So thanks very much for listening, and we'll chat soon.